I love listening to Sade while cleaning, getting hugs from my baby girl, my Chuck Taylors, and saying, because I said so, without giving any substantive basis. Most of all, I love being Kayla's mom. In other words, I'm about that mom life. Hey family, I am your host Rashida Lee and you're listening to About That Mom Life. At the time of this recording, uh, remote learning has yet to begin uh, for my daughter. We're just a day away and I am a nervous wreck. I can not for the life of me get into Google Classroom and I have no idea what to expect for the next three months. But you know what though? I got this. I got this. We we got this. We got this. All the mommies out there who are already in the throes of um, remote learning um, starting either two weeks ago or a week ago, the struggle is real and I support you. Um, we are definitely going to get through this. Kids are resilient. Um, the only thing I guess I would say, because this is what I'm going to do and this is what worked um, for the, the spring, um, is just to keep to a schedule, you know, um, act like you're going to go to school, act like uh, they have to leave um, at a certain time. The sooner they get into a, a routine, um, the better off I feel they would be. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be stressful um, for, for mommy and for the kids, but at the very least, you have um, a schedule to keep to. And I feel like children respond really well to routine. So by the time that you hear this, we will be on day two of remote learning. So I will keep you posted on how things go. Now on last week's episode, I mentioned that I went to DC for the March on Washington on August 28th. And I did want to touch on some of the highlights of that day and um, memorable moments for me. A group of us from National Action Network went out um, to D.C. together uh, by bus. And um, once we got there, the first thing that you noticed was the amount of people that were already there. It also became immediately apparent that they were very, very serious about uh, social distancing and um, they were taking temperatures, um, they were giving wristbands to those who had their temperature checked, they were giving out masks, they had 
hand sanitizer, they were ready. They were ready. Um, so I liked that. And the group that I was with, uh, we were able to actually get to an area where there were seats that were definitely separated. Um, and there was like six feet apart between, probably even more, between each seat. Um, but it was extremely hot and there was no shade, like zero shade. Um, after about an hour into uh, the, I guess the opening, um, the opening speeches, um, I was able to meet up with my friend, E.B. And I was really excited because um, I hadn't seen Evie in in months. Um, it actually is probably was a year, like over a year. Um, and it was really nice to see him. And then also to just sort of experience this moment um, of history and share that with him. Um, we watched the speeches uh, together and... Um, it was pretty powerful. Like a lot of the the, the speakers that, that um, spoke in the beginning um, were really young. They were really young, um, progressive uh, speakers. Some of them were just out of high school and had some really powerful things to say. Um, I would say my most memorable moment or most memorable speaker um has to be Yolanda uh, Renee King, like hands down. Um, she's 12 years old. She is the, the granddaughter of Martin Luther King Jr., um, the daughter of um, MLK III. And she was just absolutely amazing. Um, she spoke with such conviction. Um, just a really powerful speaker. Other memorable moments of the day um, were when the families of George Floyd, Jacob Blake, Breonna Taylor, uh, Eric Gardner, um, and others actually spoke um, about their loss, about uh, what change uh, needs to happen. And of course, Al Sharpton spoke, Reverend Al Sharpton, and um, he ultimately, uh, as he usually does, he, he put a call to action for those who are already in the movement and also for those who want to join the movement. Um, it was a pretty uh, powerful speech. And um, after he spoke, uh, there were, I, I would say, at least 15 other speakers. Um, and it did go over the time. Um, the march was supposed to start at 1. Um, the actual march um, was supposed to start at 1. It didn't start until about 2.30. Um, and there were other family members who didn't get the media coverage um, like a George Floyd, like a Breonna Taylor. Um, and there were about 15 or so uh, families 
that spoke about their loved ones being killed by uh, law enforcement that we just never heard about. Now, my daughter knew that I was going to this march. Um, she was a little bit worried because of um, the COVID situation. Um, but my daughter is used to me wanting to get involved. Being there at the Lincoln Memorial with all of those people, so many different people um, being pissed off, right? At, at the same things that Martin Luther King and John Lewis was pissed off about. When I got home, my daughter asked me how it went. What was it like, mommy? And I told her that it was an amazing experience. Being around thousands of people who look like us is just an amazing experience. And I told her that I wish that I felt it safe enough for her to come along with me. I was happy that E.B. was there and I've since spoken to him and um, asked him what his experience was like. Um, I also wanted to know what would he tell his future child or children about this moment? And this is what he had to say. This definitely was different from any of the marches that I had been to um, previously. I been to a couple marches in DC during this time pandemic um, and my formative years when I was living in New York City back in high or I should say middle school right around uh, the death of Sean Bell uh, so I've been to a bunch of different pro uh, different protest events uh, this one is definitely different um, it was a lot a lot more older people, people that I'm sure that uh, remember themselves also maybe marching at one point. Uh, it, it was it was a lot of, it was definitely a, a very different energy compared to a lot of our marches that I've been to. Uh, energy where people were fed up and fed up with being fed up and, and definitely had the wanted like real movement to happen so that definitely was what i was feeling in the air and just the energy around me uh the event itself i think being the times that we are in was set up pretty responsibly and well i say that uh, was uh, a turning point not just for the country but for me as well because I think the energy that it brought was something that made me think about the speech that made my eyebrows raise. And I was like very, very interested in was when Martin Luther King Jr. Or I should say the third, not Jr. <laughs> Martin Luther King the third uh, brought Yolanda King, which once she got on stage, her enthusiasm and the energy she brought to the mic was just through the roof. <laughs> 
every bit of what I expected from Dr. King's granddaughter. Fearless, engaging with the crowd, and, and incredibly motivated. There was uh, no question where her last name was. <laughs> uh, to just see her rock the stage, get up there and speak those words at such a young age gave me inspiration, uh, hope, and made me proud to see somebody so young being so active in like social justice reform and, and seeing that obviously there needs to be a change in this country and she wants to grow up in something that's better than the ones that her, her parents did. And that was incredibly inspiring to see. And definitely uh, renewed like my energy a bit, especially in these times of COVID, you know, uh, all these slang. Seeing her gave me like a, a, a renewed energy. So the last question, what will you tell your future kids about this moment? So just me thinking about the fact that we were at the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington and think about what brought us to that moment of actually having the march. It's funny, too, because it's like I was thinking about what I would tell her about this moment. I mean, I hope, if anything, if I tell her anything, what she takes away from me being at the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington is that, you know, in this country, African-American men and women, boys and girls have had to fight, you know, for the social equality, economic equality in this country, just fighting for justice, having a slice of the pie, you know, not, not having to be not having to fight for it or be given anything but we've definitely earned what everything that we've we've come to have in this country and it's not going to be promised that the the future that's laid out for her will be you know as free from those stripes that like me and people before her have faced so I hope, if anything, she takes from it that, you know, there's a lot of injustices in this world. And her dad, <laughs> I'm assuming it's a girl, whoever, whatever I have, uh, boy or girl, I hope they see that, you know, fighting for equality, I feel like, has just been something that has grown in like the African-American community to almost be like some of our responsibility. And honestly, it's may, it may not be one that we should be taking on, but it's one that I definitely accept. And I hope she accepts the challenge as well. Because I cannot promise, you know, that uh, her future will be as free from all this stuff that we face today. But I hope that she sees that it can be. I will fight every second that I have for her, and I hope she chooses to do the same for others. Shout out to 
Ibrahima Torre. Ibi, I really appreciate you for sharing your story and for um, really just being a dope friend. <laughs> I really enjoyed being there with you. I'm so glad we got to experience that together. And um, I just want to say that it, it's really touching and it's such a powerful thing to hear a young black man um, talk about his hopes and dreams for his future son or daughter. It's just really touching. Um, by the time you hear this, this episode, um, it, it would be uh, September 11th. And um, I just want to send prayers out to those who might have lost a loved one um, on that terrible, terrible day. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to About That Mom Life. Take care, y'all. Thank you.